0: Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi wa kafawa sola tuwa selamu ala ibadi alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi wa kafawa sola tuwa selamu ala ibadi illa dihnastafa Amma baadu fa'a'uzu billahi minash shaitanir rajimi bismillahir rahmanir rahim wa izhirfahu ibrahimu al kawaiida minal baiti wa isma'il رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فِي مَقَامٍ آخَرُ إِنَّمَا يَتَقَبَّلُ اللَّهُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ brothers and elders. The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala speaks about the great building that was put up by Sayyidina Ibrahim Salatu and his son Sayyidina Ismail. Salatu the greatest building that ever was built on earth and that can ever be built on earth. And that was the building of the Kaaba Sharif. So such a great act was done. Then who are these two personalities that did this? Ibrahim, salatu wasalam, who is Abu al His sons, Hazrat Ismail, salatu in his progeny comes Nabi. And then the son of Ibrahim salatu wasalam, Ishaq, alayhi salatu Hazrat Ishaq salatu in his progeny, all the anbiya of the Bani Israel, thousands of them, such a great personality. And Ismail wasalam, himself, in his progeny, Nabi salatu wasalam. Ibrahim alayhi salam is among those anbiya, one is the rank of a nabi, what can we imagine? and in the galaxy of the Umbiya are those who are the Ulul Azmi Minar Rusul those Anbiya Ali and those Messengers of Allah Ta'ala who have a superior rank among them is Ibrahim Salatu that personality who Allah Ta'ala made him his Khalil Khalilullah and the virtues and the Various aspects of the rank of Ibrahim wasalam, are beyond our imagination. And he is among those Amiyali um, Musalat who we remember daily, whether we realize we remember him or not. And not once, not twice, not five times, many times. But perhaps we are not conscious of it that we remember him. That in every namaz at the end of the namaz in the tashahhud after the tashahhud in the last qaada we will recite the durud sharif allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali muhammadin kama sallaita ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidum majid allahumma barik ala muhammad wa ala ali muhammadin kama barakta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim Inna innaka hamidum majid so in every qaada four times his name comes so this is the extent to which we remember him and we have this title of Muslim who was some makumul Muslimin. Allah Ta'ala says, He gave you this title. So, in any case, He is among those very superior ranked Ambi Ali Musa. So, what proximity, what closeness, what rank He enjoyed with Allah. Ta'ala. And then, a Nabi, a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala is at the level of perfection in all the sifat, all the qualities, quality of ikhlas. Quality of tawakkul, quality of khashiyyat and the fear of Allah ta'ala, quality of inabat and turning to Allah ta'ala, everything. Now, these are the personalities that build the Kaaba Sharif. And this action of theirs was of such a nature that it was so accepted in the sight of Allah ta'ala that Allah ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif. Whereas the Kaaba was built before that also. Then, in the time. That had passed, it became uh, demolished in the floods of Noah's time, etc., then whatever the history of it is. But in particular, Allah Ta'ala mentions the building of Ibrahim and Ismail. For this mention to come in the Quran Sharif also is an indication of what was the level of acceptance. And after all this, now that they built the Kaaba Sharif, what do they do? They turn to Allah Ta'ala, رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Oh, Rabb, تَقَبَّل. تَقَبَّل in Arabic refers to when saying something to somebody, that though this is not worthy of acceptance, but out of your grace accepted. It It doesn't deserve acceptance, but out of your grace and mercy accepted. When somebody has come with something that is not really paying the price and he says i only have so much i know it doesn't pay the price it's but just i don't have anything else except this that is the word that they use and what are they asking for after doing this great amal they are asking for taqabbal minna accepted the fikr and the concern for qabuliyat the concern for acceptance One is to do an action, to do the amal. Doing the amal itself is not sufficient. Doing the amal is important, very important. Person decides that, uh, I don't know whether I'm going to manage to do it correctly or do it the way it's going to be acceptable, so what's the point in doing it, don't do it, then he's in greater problems. Then he's got nothing, he doesn't even have something deficient to present. He doesn't even have even the excuse to give forward, that I did it in some way, whatever, haphazard, but that that it is. He doesn't even have anything to put an excuse in front. So one is the Amal, but that itself is not sufficient. Otherwise, the Amal, then there wasn't somebody who had done more Amal than Shaitan at that time. He was that Abid, that there perhaps was a place in the skies where he had made sajda and thousands of years of ibadat. Where can we even imagine that amount of lifespan? But there wasn't qabuliyat in it. And what was the end result? Rejected till the day of qiyamah and beyond. In the Quran Sharif, there's reference made to one incident. Of Bal'am bin Ba'ura, his name appears in the Ahadith. The incident is mentioned in the Qur'an Sharif in reference. That he was a person who had made ibadat for 300 years. 300 years of ibadat. And After 300 years of ibadat, the incident is lengthy. Nevertheless, he got caught up in some temptation. He got caught up in some temptation, some wealth, etc., And he, besides being an abid of that caliber, he was mustajabud da'awad. The dua he would make, any dua a person makes correctly gets accepted. But the acceptance is not always visible immediately. Sometimes it's visible immediately, sometimes it's in some other form. A person doesn't realize how it got accepted. And sometimes it's stored in akhirat for him. This person used to make dua and its acceptance has become visible. Mustajab in that sense. But he slipped somewhere. And as a result, that tongue which Allah, Allah had blessed, that whatever dua would roll out of it, would become accepted, he started trying to make bad dua against the Nabi of Allah. Allah. But that didn't, it rebounded on him. But the Quran Sharif then speaks about him, that, فَمَثَلُهُ كَمَثَلِ Kalb. وَلَوْ This person, had he wanted, Allah would have elevated him. But, he got caught up in his desires. He started following his passions and desires. What became his end result? Allah gives such an example in the Quran Sharif, which nobody else, there's no other example of this nature in the Quran Sharif about a human being. Allah Ta'ala says kalb. that his example is like that of a dog in tahmil alayhi yalhath yalhath. So where's 300 years of ibadat and where's getting mentioned in the Quran Sharif being compared to a dog so what is the whole issue the whole issue is qabuliyat that Amal was there Amal of 300 years but because of getting caught up in something, everything got wiped out. There was no qabulyat in it. Shaitan, no qabulyat. So this is that same concern that those the closer a person gets to Allah wa Taala and who can be closer to Allah Taala than the Amiyali Hence, we find that this was that extreme concern for kabuliyat that after having done such a great amal and that too with this level of humility that there is nothing that we have achieved nothing we have done can claim nothing all we can do is present this very very deficient amal, deficient manner in which it was done and beg you to accept it despite its weaknesses so this aspect of this is something that we have to be constantly concerned about Everything that is done, the concern that will this become acceptable to Allah Ta'ala. It is never possible for us to do it in a way that will become, or it will take it to that level where it will be presentable. That is beyond us. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is Sayyidul Awaleen Wal Akhirin, the greatest in rank after Allah wa Ta'ala, after Allah Ta'ala, the rank is there after of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after having done the utmost, which we can't even imagine, He then says, ma, ma ka haqqa Ya Allah, we haven't fulfilled the right of your ibadat. Ya Allah, we haven't recognized you the way you should be recognized. So, Allah's Nabi, ﷺ, this is His expression, where are we? What can we ever imagine? But despite the fact that it's not possible to make it presentable the way it should be, it's still, there is every hope of it becoming acceptable. Not because of what is in the action, but because the rub that will accept it is and Rahim. He is Ra'ufur Rahim, He is most merciful. And he looks for the excuses of his bandhas. Rahmate haq bahanami joyad. Rahmate haq bahanami joyad. Persian, the poet says, the Rahmat of Allah ta'ala. Rahmate haq bahanami joyad. It doesn't need some huge thing to happen. Then the mercy of Allah ta'ala will come. And a person makes some great achievement. And only then he will get the mercy of Allah ta'ala. Rahmate haq bahanami joyad. The rahmat of Allah ta'ala just waits for an excuse. Allah Ta'ala is waiting to pour down his rahmat. But there has to be talab. There has to be some searching. There has to be some desire to take that rahmat. We have to present that excuse to Allah Ta'ala. This is after all, this world is a test. Allah rahmat is unlimited. And Allah Ta'ala wills and wishes... Then without any excuse we will bless somebody. But the system is that we'll have to show the talab. Yahdi ilehima yuneeb. Allah Ta'ala will guide that person who shows the inclination, who is inclined towards moving towards Allah Ta'ala. So that inclination that's the first step. And then walladina jahadu fina lanahdian nahum subulana. And then the effort, inclination. And some effort, that excuse we're going to present. And to the extent the person will present the excuse, the rahmatullah Taala will come. Now what is the sign that a person, or what are the things that will bring qabuliyat instead? This qabuliyat is the crux of everything. It all depends on qabuliyat. One is the amal, that's very important. The structure is necessary. Without the structure, where is the finishing going you come on? but the qabuliyat is what is going to be the main thing the essence the, the thing that will become the what will be lasting enduring that amal the person made the amal is over but what will last is the qabuliyat of it so what will bring that qabuliyat in the action that is the important thing so obviously the most essential thing that will bring qabuliyat is ikhlas without ikhlas then there's no yet. Allah Ta'ala does not accept anything which is not pure. Allah Ta'ala does not accept anything which is adulterated. إِنَّ Allah <laughs> illa Allah Ta'ala is pure, and He only accepts that which is pure. And something where there is an ikhlas is adulterated to the highest level. Because now it has brought in other things in it which supposed to have been solely for Allah wa ta'ala. Other things have come in mixed up in it. That is now the height of adulteration. Allah ta'ala doesn't accept such a thing. So the main issue is ikhlas. And this ikhlas is what will bring that qabulyat, the very famous hadith of the three people in the Bani Israel, who were on a journey, and then this sudden storm broke, so they took refuge in a cave, and this huge rock came and fell in the mouth, on the mouth of the cave. They couldn't live. It was a matter of life and death. So, what do they do? They decided each one present that amal, which he did, not what he did, uh, which was uh, took him years to do, or something that he spent great amount of wealth in. These were not the criteria. That amal which he did solely for Allah Ta'ala. Present that to Allah Ta'ala and make dua into the barakat of that amal. So each one presented something. Lengthy hadith, well known. Each one presented something but he presented that which was done solely for Allah Ta'ala. One person presented the khidmat of his parents. One person presented the good that he had done to his employee, the person he had hired and that person went away without taking his money and this person invested it and then looked after it and when the person finally came back a long while later, he said, give me my money. He said, this whole valley full of go- uh, goats is all yours. He said, don't joke around with me. Whatever I am entitled to give me that, he said, no, all this is yours. And this person made dua, Ya Allah, if I did this solely for your pleasure, then move this rock. Each time one person made dua, it moved a little. Not sufficient to leave. But what moved it? The ikhlas moved it. One person presented the moment that he was about to engage in guna, where he left that sin for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. He suppressed his desire, and he left that sin for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, but he did it only for Allah Ta'ala, that moved the rock. What moved that rock? It was Ikhlas that moved it. Nothing else. So this qabuliyat will come from Ikhlas. This dua got accepted on the barakat of the Ikhlas. So qabuliyat will come from Ikhlas. Then the second thing, qabuliyat will come to the extent that something is according to the sunnah of Nabi ﷺ. What was his example? How he did something? to the extent that it will be close to that pattern and that example that Nabi Islam presented to that extent there will be Qabulyat he says that this is not to be misunderstood that a nafil ibadat is very great nafil ibadat we cannot imagine what comes with it but he says that a short Nap that a person has in the afternoon with the niyat of qaylula, siesta. That this was something that was the practice of Nabi a short nap in the afternoon with this intention. Now, a person with the intention of sunnah takes this short nap. Now, he's sleeping. He's not engaged in any action. He's not making tilawat at that time. He's not performing namaz at that time. He's sleeping. But he's sleeping with the niyat of sunnat. Sunnah. That sleeping of his with the niyat of Ittibay sunnat is even greater in rank than his standing up in Nafil ibadat. Not that a person should misunderstand that a person is being told mustn't make Nafil ibadat. He must make as much Nafil ibadat as he can. But this in rank is still beyond that also. A person going to relieve himself in the sunnat manner, fulfilling all the sunnats, what is the dua to recite before entering the toilet that Nabi alaihi some thoughts? Entering the toilet with the left leg and All the other adab and the various etiquettes that have been taught, Having the head covered and all the various other things that go along with it then leaving with the right foot After leaving the toilet reciting the dua Ufranak Alhamdulillahi ladi adhab annil Adha, wa'afani Going to the toilet and coming back in the sunnah manner is greater in rank than a person performing two rakats nafil without the sunnats in it. That he performed the sunnats, that nafil haphazardly didn't fulfill the sunnats, the postures in the sunnah manner. That going to the toilet in the sunnah manner is greater in rank to this two rakats of namaz which was performed without the sunnats. This is the value of the sunnats. The value of the way of Rasulullah In everything. First he's eating, that bismillah that he'll recite before eating, this was what Nabi ﷺ thought in rank is greater than the nafil ibadat that he may make. That Bismillah at the time of eating bismillah, and this Bismillah is sunnah. Nobody will give any fatwa that this is farz or wajib. It's sunnah to recite Bismillah. But when a person in the hadith sharif it comes, when a person enters his home and then he closes the door reciting Bismillah. So the shayateen say to one another, when well, he closes the door without reciting Bismillah. The shayateen call upon one another. In this house, you've got accommodation tonight. You've got place here, come. They invite one another. Why? The sunnat was omitted. Close the door without reciting Bismillah. The person goes to the toilet and doesn't recite Bismillah before going to the toilet. The shayateen interfere with him. The effect of missing out Bismillah. Nobody will say it's fard or wajib. Sunnah, but missing out this Sunnah has this detrimental effect. Person sits down to eat, doesn't decide Bismillah at the time of eating. The Shayateen invite one another. We forget accommodation, you even got this is uh, bed and breakfast. You've got food here as well. So they get a chance to now join this person in his meal. On what basis? He forgot to recite Bismillah, which is Sunnah, but omitting that Sunnah has its detrimental effect. So if that is the negative side, imagine what he will get by fulfilling the sunnah. What barakat, what blessings of Allah wa ta'ala, what anwarat will fill the heart. So to the extent that there will be the ittiba of the sunnah and the conformity with the sunnah of Nabi Islam Alaihi some amal, to that extent there will be the qabulyat in that amal. There will be the acceptance of that amal. Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, is on a journey. He He's traveling. Then he suddenly stops at one point and he jumps off his conveyance comes under one tree just pretends to be relieving himself and then he comes back and he mounts on his conveyance the companions observed this who were with him his satis ask him we didn't understand what happened here So he said no I didn't have any need but this was the place where when we were on a journey with Nabi he stopped here to Relieve himself. I didn't have any need, but in just conformity that this is the spot Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam got off, and this is where he went. I just wanted to conform to that. So this is this was the extent of the concern about Sunnah, following Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's way in everything, and the day-to-day Sunnahs—eating, drinking, sleeping—all the various day-to-day things that we do just to become conscious about it otherwise when a person is not conscious about for example the sunnats of entering the masjid entering with the right foot reciting the dua then the person goes to Beitullah also and he still enters with the left foot because not part of one's life he'll go to masjid and nabawi from where the sunnats emanated and right there also he'll enter with the left foot so this is a very important and a very fundamental aspect And progress in the aspect of suluk and tasawuf is dependent to the extent of ittibai sunnat and not restricted to just the aspects of namaz aspect of eating, aspect of drinking the sunnats in terms of relationship with people that is sunnat how does a person relate to people what was the way of Nabi in that and more than anything in the four, within the four walls of his home, how does he conduct himself? That's a sunnah of Nabi. Many a times a person is conscious of sunnahs outside the house or sunnahs in things that are pertaining to his personal self. What about the sunnahs pertaining to the life of Nabi with people? How he conducted himself with his wives? What kind of compassion? What kind of cheerfulness there was always within the home? What, to what extent he went to make the heart of his wife happy. This is an entire subject on his own. But there's so much in this. Now this is sunnah. This is the way of Nabi Wasallam. And a person does this with the niyat of sunnah. Hazrat Dr. Abdul hayy He says that I practiced on doing everything with the niyat of sunnah to the point where when I should, would come home and my little child would come running to me, then it is every father's natural instinct that he will now go forward and hug the child. Since they also would first stop for one second. That I'm not going to do this now just purely because this is fatherly instinct or this is fatherly love and that's just something that a person does naturally. Allah's Nabi used to pick up Hazrat Hassan, Hazrat Hussein ﷺ in this manner when they would come running to him. I'm going to now do this in emulation of Nabi To that extent. This is sunnat of relationship now. How does one relate to one's children, one's parents, one's neighbors? So This is a very important part of sunnah. So in any case, to the extent that there will be ikhlas, there will be qabulyat. To the extent that there will be the aspect of ittiba sunnat, there will be qabulyat. And then there are many other things, but... Just yes, to now move on. One is to do the amal. That itself is not good enough. That amal must become makbul. Kabuliyat is important. After it becoming maqbool, there's still one more thing. One is doing the amal, doing it in a way that inshallah it gets accepted. By having a class in it, by doing it according to the sunnah of Nabi ﷺ. There's one more thing than to protect and safeguard their amal. And take it along. The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, abil hasanati falahu amsalih." The one who will bring along a righteous deed, he'll get ten times the reward. The one who جاء hasana, who brought along, not the one who did it. If somebody earned some money, he worked hard the whole year, And now he got his bonus at the end of the year and he got his salary also one time at the end of the year so the whole package he got one time one million rand so now one million he earned for the whole year but by the time he reached home it was a big parcel so somebody said he's he's battling to carry it they decided to do him a so-called favor they lessened his burden they said they took it away somebody robbed him so he came home so he said no I earned one million they're not going to ask him how much you earned, what you brought in him. What you earned doesn't help us. What you brought helps us. So earning it is one thing. Bringing it along is the other thing. Therefore Allah doesn't say the one who has done a righteous action, but man ja'abil the one who brings it along. After having done the amal, done it correctly, done it with ikhlas, done it according to the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to now look after that amal and bring it. And what... Is, what does that entail? Now a person doesn't get engaged in rebirth of anybody else, otherwise, that Amal goes away somewhere, to somebody else. person doesn't cause takleef to others. Hazrat Mala Ilias Kabduli used to say that Koi Kisi Musliman ko Adna taklief then as bara se bara Amal bibe onak hojata hai that any Muslim, to give any Muslim the slightest amount of difficulty, takleef, this will cause the greatest of actions to lose their luster. Now, one is to do the amal, the other is to look after that amal. So this is also a vital thing. With the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, a person did whatever Allah Ta'ala gave him tawfiq to do, now to look after it. And, when a person will look after it, make those sacrifices to look after it, then that will bring its benefits in dunya, bring its benefits in akhirat also. So, this is the concern, as we mentioned right at the beginning, that who were the Anbiya ali what was their concern? Allah's Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is making dua, Rabbi taqabbal تَوْبَةِي waghsil حَوْبَةِي Ya Allah, accept my Tawbah. The ma'asum Nabi of Allah, wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, accept my Tawbah. Qabuliyat. The various du'as, in so many of the du'as, you'll find the same thing being repeated. Taqabbal. So this is something that we have to constantly be concerned about. One is that a person sometimes does something, uh, because some thing we manage with the tawfiq of Allah Taala to do, but the person is not concerned about Qabuliyat. That itself becomes the means of pride. Because now the person's attention is gone that I did something. But if he's concerned, will it be accepted or not? Then that mind can't go towards pride. I don't even know what's the end result still. This must get accepted in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. So all the time to be concerned. And when a person is concerned about kabuliyat, he's got no time to look down upon anybody else. Because he doesn't know his result yet. When a person who is focusing on that I did something, he is looking at who didn't do something. But he doesn't know whether I am accepted or not. He is still counting himself as equal to the person who has done nothing. Only on the day of Qiyamah he will know whether he did something or not. Hazrat Hafiz Abdul Rahman, Miyasab rahmatullah from Johannesburg, passed away some 8-10 years ago, little more maybe. Perhaps, Allah Alam, nobody knows for sure, but several thousand huffaz graduated under him. Several thousand. Once, when our Hazrat, wala Hazrat Mawashah ki Mohd Akhtar katum had come in the first or second visit to South Africa, so he had gone to meet him as well. So he asked him, "Ravi Sahab, apne kitne huffiz banana hai? How many huffaz you graduated?" So he said, "Qiyamat ke din maulum hogi kitne bane." I'll know on the day of Qiyamah how many became Hafiz. So that said, if I had 100,000 now, I would have given it to you as a gift, as an in-arm for this answer you gave. This was a spontaneous answer. There was no time to think about what to, what to say and to act humble. But this was spontaneous, which was actually the heart speaking. And he never focused on what happened. He was worried about what will be the end result. So on the day of Qiyamah, I'll know how many became Hafiz. How many get accepted, that's how many became Hafiz. So that concern, to be looking ahead, when a person is looking ahead, he's got no time to look down upon anybody else. He can't ever chance looking down upon anybody else, because he doesn't know what his own end result is. So this all comes when there is this concern for Qabuliyat. When there's a concern for Qabuliyat, it will make a person keep wondering how he's going to improve the amal. When a person is focusing I'm performing my namaz, alhamdulillah, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, five namazes daily I'm performing, person becomes complacent, but is it going to be acceptable? I don't think I've yet done it correctly. Now he'll be wondering how I'm going to improve it. Let me go and find out, am I performing my postures correctly? Is it all according to the Sunnah? Am I reciting the Quran Sharif correctly? Is this going to be accepted? Otherwise I'm reciting something and I'm changing the meaning because of my manner of recitation, will this be accepted? So this, that will motivate a person to go forward, will be this concern for Qabulyat. The thing that will save the person from the pride will be this concern for kabuliyat, And what will make a person keep turning to Allah ta'ala? As Hazrat Ibrahim and salam, after this great amal, it's done now, but they're still turning, Rabbana taqabbal minna. This rujoo ilallah. This will come with the concern for qabul After everything also, the person will still turn to Allah ta'ala. Ya Allah is not deserving of acceptance. Ya Allah, you accept it. So these are very very deep aspect that we have to try and acquire, we have to bring in this concern within ourselves, that we try to keep focusing on what is the level of Qabulyat and keep begging Allah, wa ta'ala, as we said that uh, Ikhlas together with that Ittibai sunnat. one of the other aspects that brings Qabulyat is thereafter, the Dua ask Allah, as we understood from this ayat of the Quran Sharif then beg for qabulyat as well. That, ya Allah, accept whatever it is. It's not deserving of acceptance. Out of your grace, out of your mercy, you accept whatever it is. When a person will, inshallah, make this very basic effort, we are extremely weak. Allah ta'ala is, Allah's mercy is unlimited. As mentioned, rahmat-e-haq bahana mijoyad. haq bahana mijoyad. Rahmatahak bahana mijoyad. The rahmat of Allah ta'ala merely looks for an excuse. Let us, Make that excuse. Let us take that step forward. Let us try to muster that concern of قَبُولِيَدْ amal. Keep turning to Allah Ta'ala. Never focus on anything that we have apparently done because we have really done nothing. Only the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala brings a person to do something. But after that also, we have to be still asking for قَبُولِيَدْ and making an effort for it as well. Allah Ta'ala Ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. wa da'wana make zikr for a short while let's make du'a we we'll recite La ilaha illallah in the hadith sharif it is mentioned the person recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times in the day Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of qiyamah what this means is that inshallah he'll get the tawfiq of doing those a'mal that will become the means of getting his face shining on the day of Qiyamah. He'll get the tawfeeq of doing righteous actions, staying away from sins. So this is the benefit of reciting La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily. What we are doing now in this manner jointly is to just motivate us, encourage us. This is something we should be doing daily in any case. When reciting La ilaha illallah, one will imagine that everything besides Allah Ta'ala has been thrown out of the heart. All the evil, all the dirt, all the filth, all the wrong, whatever has become an obstacle between us and Allah wa ta'ala. We have thrown all this out. And then with illallah, this pillar of nur that is entering directly into our heart and brightening and illuminating our heart, this is the love of Allah wa ta'ala that's entering our hearts. La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرة يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهلوا La ilaha illallah 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 la
1: ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah illallah Allah, la ilaha illallah La ilaha illallah la الله rasulullah
0: sallallahu taala alayhi wa sallam ho jaye mera dil nik meidan ho to hi ho to hi tu ho to hi to gair se bilkul hi uth jaye nazar to hi tu aaye nazar dekhu jidhar aur mere tan mein bajaye aabogil dard e dil ho dard नफसो शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर हाय किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूं मैं तेरी पना मुझसा خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بند کردار نام تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ Abu Torah me Tada Meah Hiru Irdeza Bay
1: Mere ila. Allah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha in the la ilaha. in the law, Laila in the law, Laila Inna the la ilaha. in 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 the la ilaha. La ilaha illallah 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 la, la, la Muhammadur
0: rasulullah sallallahu tabaarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa sallam Please well, say 100 times Allah when reciting Allah, imagine that there's just as there's a tongue in the mouth, there's a tongue in the heart as well. And even the tongue in the heart is reciting Allah. And everything around us is also reciting Allah. Allah,
1: <laughs> Allah Jalla Jalaluhu Amman Allah 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 Allah
0: Allah 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 jam Allah Ah, Raju's Asma Hamdam Nabood Razeera Ghirei khuda Haram Nabood Ah, Raju's Asma Hamdam Nabood Razeera Ghirei khuda Haram Nabood Ilahi'i Bandara Ruswamakun Garbadan Man Sirman Pedaamakun इलाही बंद नरा रुसमाकुं यरबदम मन सिरमं पेदाकुं हर तमन्ना दिल से रुक्सत हो गई अब तो आजा अब तो खلوत हो गई हर तमन्ना दिल से रुक्सत हो गई अब तो आजा अब तो खلوत हो गई मिटा दे अपनी हस्ती को छोड़ सारी को
1: Basti, basti, kehdajaa Allah, 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 Allah Allah uh-huh. محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم
0: اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب خير وارحم وعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا تبفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا ندام ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما, وجعلنا للمتقين إماما Rabbana, <Sanly> Anna, <Sanly> Maal Rabbana, Ma Ya Allah, Ya Allah, your bounties are showering upon us every moment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have given us innumerable favours and bounties of yours, Ya Allah. In every moment we are breathing the air that you have given us for free, Ya Allah. alamin. we eat the food that you have provided, Ya Allah. We drink the water that you have given us, Ya Allah. In everything that you have blessed us with, we are using, Ya Allah. alamin. despite all your n- favors and all your bounties, Ya Allah. How ungrateful we have been, Ya Allah, that we have only been disobeying You, Ya Allah. We have been misusing the gift of Your, Ya Allah, the gift of sight that You gave us, Ya Allah. We must use the tongue that You gave us, Ya Allah. We must use the ears that You gave us, Ya Allah. The hands and feet we must use, Ya Allah. This heart You blessed us with, Ya Allah. How we have misused this heart, Ya Allah. We are ashamed of all these sins we have committed, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you shower down your forgiveness upon us, ya Allah. Illahul forgive all of our major and minor sins, ya Allah. Illahul Allah, you forgive us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our parents, ya Allah. Forgive our children, ya Allah. Forgive our brothers and sisters, ya Allah. Illahul forgive our relatives, ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our friends, ya Allah. Illahul forgive the entire ummat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi sallam. Ilahul alamin shower down your maqfirat on the umt, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin Ya Allah, remove the difficulties from the ummati ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmati ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those actions that bring down your wrath and ya Allah. Ilahul alamin keep us steadfast on deen Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on deen Ya Allah. Ya Allah, throughout the world wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of righteous actions, ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of pleasing you every moment of our life, ya Allah. Ya Allah how unmindful we are, ya Allah. Ya Allah, death can come to us at any moment, ya Allah. Yet we go on, ya Allah, committing sins as if nothing can ever happen to us, ya Allah how unmindful and how negligent we have become ya allah ya allah give us the realization ya allah make us conscious of our death ya allah alamin let us speak that which is pleasing to you ya allah let us listen to that which is pleasing to you ya allah let us look at that which will earn your pleasure ya allah alamin <coughs> let us think that which will be pleasing to you ya allah ya allah save us from ya allah ya allah save us from making our hearts filthy and dirty with all the filth and vice ya allah ya allah save us from ya allah making our hearts impure with all the evil thoughts ya allah alamin fill our hearts with Your. Love ya Allah. Follow our hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul alamin. Follow our hearts with the love of Deen ya Allah. Follow our hearts with the love of the effort of Deen ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. Accept us with the effort of your beloved Deen ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. Accept us with the effort of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallam. Ilahul alamin. Make Deen spread far and wide through every corner of the earth ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. All the efforts of Deen that are taking place accept it, ya Allah. Make it a means of good ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat spreading ya Allah. Ilahul alamin ya Allah. Whatever we have done is nothing ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is nothing that we can present to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are begging you, Ya Allah, to accept it, despite it not being presentable, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept whatever little bit has happened, Ya Allah. The broken and feeble efforts, Ya Allah. Allah, out of your grace and out of your mercy, accept it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, adila, mustamirra, daima, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those are in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, those are without jobs, give them halal, risk, and sustenance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, remove all the hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those that are the present, Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know each person's needs, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from your ghaid, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Ya Alameen, take us on tawbatan nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the Shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, Ya Allah, from the entire Ummad, Allah, fill their covers with Nur, Ya Allah, make their complete maqfirat, Ya Allah, ya Allah, grant them the high stages of the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin those of our parents who are living ya Allah give them barakah in their lives barakah in their health ilahul alamin ya Allah give them sihat and afiat ya Allah ya Allah give us a tawfiq of serving them ya Allah give us a tawfiq of earning jannah through service to them ya Allah ilahul alamin those of our parents who have passed away ya Allah Fill their khabars with noor ya Allah make their complete makhfirat, ya Allah give them the highest stages in the akhirat, ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for ya Allah we also begging for all that good ya Allah whatever nabi sallallahu wa sallam, sought refuge from ya Allah grant us refuge from that as well يا الله، الله مننا نسألك من خير ما سألك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم، ونعوذ بك من شر مستعذك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم.